All right, well, this morning we are beginning just a, just a two-part sermon series uh, entitled Christmas Isn't Canceled. Christmas Isn't Canceled. Now, Christmas uh, reminds us, right, of God at work through the ups and downs of life. His plans and His purposes, God's plans and purposes continue to move forward through economic turmoil, through political extremes. We've seen that in 2020, haven't we? Social injustices. And yet God's plans and purposes continue to move forward even with something called COVID-19. Now despite the difficult and adverse circumstances that abound in a broken world, Christmas isn't and will never be canceled. Just ain't going to happen. Now this morning we're going to look at a, a passage, a little bit of an odd one I guess for Christmas. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a prophetic passage. It's not a passage that you're going to find in Jeremiah or Isaiah or Micah. We're not even going to be looking at one of the passages in the Gospels, Matthew or Luke. We're going to look at a single verse from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. So if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn there. If you don't own a Bible, there's still time to ask Santa for one for Christmas. I checked Amazon this morning. And uh, you can get delivery by Wednesday. So you're in good shape. You can get yourself an ESV study Bible or a CSB study Bible. Both will work just fine. So let me read Romans 6.23. And we're going to get into this. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, to us as well. He said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me read that one more time. You're going to have it memorized by the end of this morning, by the way, just so you know. I think I'm going to say it probably about 12 times a sermon. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you came graciously. You left heaven. You left a place of perfection to dwell, to be with, and to save us. Your creation, broken, full of sin. You left perfection, God, to rescue us. So, Lord, as we as we get closer and closer to celebrating Christmas, help us not to lose sight of this. Help us to not lose sight of the fact, the reality, Jesus, that you saw our sinful condition and you loved us so much that you left your place of glory to live the life we could never live, to die on the cross for every single one of our sins and to be risen from the dead, so that we can have life and have it for all eternity. Jesus, help us to not lose sight of that. So I pray, God, that you will move mightily in us this morning. Do what only you can do. Change us, Jesus. Change us. Draw us ever closer to yourself, we pray 
In your name, amen. Well, when you think just for a second, some of you, you maybe like my daughter, had it this year, but some of you, it was a long time ago, so it's going to take you a little bit longer to maybe reflect on it. But think about your, your first job. Do you remember your first job? I do. It was terrible. It was awful. I think I shared this a while ago, but I worked at a fruit and vegetable store. And I'm convinced I worked for the most cantankerous, miserly, unpleasant, and bitter person to ever walk the earth. He is probably more bitter than Satan himself. Seriously. I'm not lying. I don't know how you can be bitter and mean selling fruit and vegetables. Dude even sold flowers. And his wife was so sweet. You ever meet those people? You're like, how did this happen? You're so sweet and kind, and you're this. All right, well, my, my job was simple. My job was simple, but it was demanding. I had to carry the crates of fruits and vegetables off the delivery trucks and place them into the store's storage area. 18-wheeler trucks, and it was one crate after another, and hours and hours on it. Some of you probably had these kind of jobs, just laborious, mindless jobs. That was my job. But what I was, you know, 16 years old or so, whatever I was. Now, John paid me minimum wage and never, ever a penny more. Every Friday afternoon, I earned the paycheck I received. Nothing was ever given or gifted to me. Dude never even gave me an apple or a single grape. Not once. Now, with every job that we had, have, or will have, we earn a wage. We, we earn a wage with the jobs that we do. If we put in the time and the energy for our labor, we deserve to be compensated for our effort, our work, right? I mean, that's how it works. In Romans 6.23, the Apostle Paul wrote, The wages of sin is death. So just as we earn a wage working our 9 to 5 job, we are earning a wage in God's economy. So since our first breath we have engaged in sin like it's our job. A never-ending job. I know some of us right now, whether you're watching online or sitting in here, you're probably thinking... uh, This isn't a very nice Christmas sermon. See, we cannot avoid sin because we are sinners. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Pastor, we don't like this sermon. Can we talk about Santa? Nah, he's a sinner too and he needs the gospel. Can we talk about sweet eight-pound, six-ounce newborn baby Jesus? Some of you might get that reference. (laughs) We will. 
We'll get there. But unless we understand the weight and the depth of the sin in our lives and in this world, we will not understand the radical love and grace of Jesus Christ. We won't. We will take Christmas for granted. And please, listen, please. I, I, listen, I'm right here with you. I, I have taken Christmas for granted probably almost every year. <laughs> I wake up December 26th and I go, oh man, I missed it again. I focus too much on all this stuff and I lost sight of Jesus. This year, man, with everything that we've dealt with, don't, don't take the amazing gift that God is giving us for granted. Jesus came from heaven to earth to redeem the world and to rescue you from death. From death. Now we're going to talk about this death. There's, there's three kind of deaths that are talked about in Scripture. We're going to talk about them. But, but he came to, to save, to redeem our world, everything in it. There's going to be a time, there's going to be a place when, when there's no more COVID-19. There's no more cancer. There's no more physical. There's no more spiritual. There's no more emotional death because of Jesus. Now let's, let's dig into this passage a little bit more. I told you, you're going to have it memorized. For the wages of sin, Paul wrote, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That word wages in the ancient Greek language means payoff. This is the word that Paul is using here. It means payoff. And, and what that word was used in the ancient Greek was it explained a soldier's payment for military service. The soldier served and then the soldier got paid. Most, if not all of us, have received a wage. And we've also received a gift. Even if you're maybe too young to have a first job yet, maybe think about an allowance. You did a chore and you got paid for it. Wages, I hope you know this, are the opposite of a gift. Wages are earned. Gifts are freely given. With the work of sin, all of us are employed by this full-time job. All of us have the same title. All of us have the same title. And all of us have the same position with this job. Sinners. That's it. There is certainly no one righteous on the earth, King Solomon wrote, who does good and never sins. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us deserves a gift or a free pass for a life full of sin. Merry Christmas. Yay. The wages of sin is death. Death is what. I got to make light of it a little bit right. Death is what every person. Beginning with Adam and Eve. And extended to each one of us deserves. Sin equals death. It's really quite simple. Jesus came from heaven to earth. Because of sin. Now, this is one of those things we probably have taken for granted. I know I have, but every year we celebrate the beauty and the majesty of Christmas. But have you ever stopped and really thought, thought about this? Like the reason, I just saw one yesterday, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. We put a little bumper sticker on the car. Have you ever thought the reason we celebrate this glorious and beautiful holiday is because of sin? That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's so beautiful and it's so magical, but we celebrate it because of something bad. 
We celebrate Christmas because of humanity's separation from God. God created the universe and our world as perfect places. They were created without evil and without brokenness. Everything that God created, from the land to the ocean to the animals, he called good, right? Genesis chapter 1, it's good. One day after another, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Perfect. And then he isn't finished, right? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Genesis 1.27. And then at that point, men and women are the crowning jewels of God's creation. We were these beautiful, perfect, sinless creation, created people. Following the creation of humanity, he looked at Adam, he looked at Eve, he looked at man, he looked at woman and said, this is very good. Not just good like Gracie, my dog. Not good like the Long Island Sound, although I don't know how that's good. But, but he looked at humanity and said, this is very, seriously, have you ever like, swam in the sound? You get out, you're all itchy and stuff. That's not good. It's not good. But he looked at humanity and said, this is very good. We were created to glorify God in everything that we do and everything that we say. We know we don't do that, right? To enjoy this harmonious relationship with God. Perfect, not flawed in any way. Actually wanting and desiring this relationship with him. The first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, enjoyed and experienced this glory and this harmony. Everything, as I said a minute ago, was perfect. Perfect. But then it all went wrong. It all went wrong, didn't it? I mean, we know the story. But God looked at Adam and Eve and he said, listen, you're free to eat of any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day that you eat from it, you will certainly die. So here we are. I mean, think about this again. Here we are at the beginning of the story. The beginning of the story, and God announces the wages of sin, is death. Go ahead and do it. But if you do, I'm warning you, you're going to earn your wage. I'm giving you grace. I'm giving you so much grace. But if you, gosh, if, if you overstep, if you take advantage, the wages of sin is death. And we know the story, right? Tragically, Adam and Eve allowed their pride and selfishness, sounds like us, to distort their judgment. Instead of worshiping and glorifying God, they wanted to be like God. And here's what is so maddening, right, too. Like, it, even, it says that in Scripture, that, that instead of worshiping and glorifying God, they wanted to be like God. But in so many ways, they were like God. They were created in His image. We're created in God's image. But it's not enough. It wasn't enough for them. Now though Adam and Eve sinned and broke the law in the heart of God, we notice from the very beginning of the, Bible, the biblical story, God lovingly displayed his grace. Now remember, in Genesis 3.9, they sin, right? Adam and Eve sin. They both scatter. They're ashamed because they see their nakedness. They, they feel their shame because of their sin. And they scatter and they disappear. And then God, it says, walks among them and, and calls out to Adam and says, Where are you? Where are you? He said. 
And here's what's wild. Again, I, I want us to kind of think maybe a little bit differently about some of these passages, especially Romans 6.23, but, but even this, like these, these creation passages as well. But God could have, in that moment, killed Adam and Eve for their sins, right? The wages of sin is death. I mean, he could have just, boop, struck them dead right there. But have you ever thought about this? I mean, he didn't. But did you ever think about, though the relationship was fractured, even then God extends his grace and mercy to them. They're wandering around naked. They're feeling ashamed. God actually kills one of his, one of his good animals to cover them so they, know more, so they don't feel shame anymore. That's grace. Even there. Could have killed them. Grace didn't. Close them. Grace. Now we'll come back to this gift of grace in a moment. But for now, we need, to, we need to understand even more the total and complete devastation of sin. See, the sin of Adam and Eve affected, I think I'm using the right one with an A, affected and infected every single person in human history. Look at what else Paul said in Romans chapter 5. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Now we can go a million different directions there. But when you attend a funeral, it's because of sin. Period. I don't care if the person dies from a car accident or COVID-19 or cancer. It's all the result of sin. It all goes back to the result of Adam and Eve. And we have been affected and infected by this disease ever since. So we can try whatever we want to scrub it clean, drink whatever we want, smoke whatever we want, do whatever we want, sleep with whoever we want, but it ain't going away, is it? It just compounds it, doesn't it? Some of us have been there. I know what it's like, and so do some of you. See, sin is universal. It's inescapable. Even more, the sin committed by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden brought immediate spiritual death to all of humanity. The wages of sin is death. Now, we need to understand this word sin that Paul is using here. It's a word that we don't use much anymore. I mean, when is the last time, maybe at work or at school or wherever you are, you've heard somebody out there, or let's be honest, even in here, use the word sin? We look at pornography, or we gossip, or we lie, or we cheat, and we say, I made a mistake. I made a boo-boo. No, we didn't slip up. We sinned. And we sinned because we're sinners. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Here we go. What is sin? Sin, biblically, sin is a transgression against God's law. Sin is turning away from God and desiring anything or anyone over him. We constantly sin by doing things we shouldn't do. That's a sin of commission. We sin by doing things we shouldn't do. And we also sin by, doing by not doing things we should do. That's a sin of omission. 
God is calling us to do something, and we go, ah, no, I'd rather not. Now, we need to notice what the text is not saying. It does not say, Rachel, if you could throw it up there, it does not say that the wages of sins is death. But the wages of sin is death. There's a big difference between sins and sin. Let me read a quote to you by the deceased preacher of Philly's historic 10th church, Donald Gray Barnhouse. Look him up. Amazing preacher back in the day. He wrote this. Sin is like the poison in the bloodstream. Sins are the boils which break out because of the poison. The soul died when Adam sinned. Every man is born with the nature of Adam. And God deals with this nature. It follows then that all men or women are alike regardless of the quantity of their sinful acts. Now let me break that down for us. In other words, if I sin once and you sin a thousand times, both of us are getting the same paycheck. And I could look at you and go, but you killed someone. I only gossiped or I only lied once. We're still getting the same paycheck. Because all of us, both of us, have the same problem. Sin. James, the half-brother of Jesus, noted this, for the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws. So the sin in each one of us warrants death. Now, I know this is a bleak picture, but again, if we don't understand this, we're going to take the 25th celebrating Jesus for granted. Believe me, we will. Now, there are three types of death in the Bible. Spiritual death, physical death, and eternal death. Each death is separation. Each death is the result of Adam and Eve's sin. And there's only one remedy. Jesus. We're going to get to him in a minute. I promise. Some of you are like, I can't wait till he stops talking about sin and gets to grace. I'll get there. I promise. Thankfully, listen, like, thankfully we live on this side of history, Right? Spiritual death speaks to the person, and I pray that's none of us in here today, speaks to the person that is physically alive, yet dead in their sins. Spiritually, they're like a zombie. So they're walking around, they're doing the thing, living the life, but spiritually, they're dead. They're walking, talking, living, and breathing, but separated from God, who is the only giver of life, who can only resuscitate them spiritually. He's the only one that can do it. The spiritually dead cannot help themselves. Life does not and cannot come, uh, come from non-life, from the dead. So that's spiritual death. Physical death is the separation of the spirit and or the soul from the body. James 2.26 notes that the body without the spirit is dead. So when the soul leaves the body, physical death ensues. Physical death is a result of original sin and it has happened to every person or will since the beginning of time. Physical death is, is what we uh, memorialize or celebrate at a funeral. Somebody dies, they're, they're dead. 
That's the result of sin. And then there's also eternal death, which refers to eternal separation from God. This is perishing in, in utter darkness for all eternity. It's the weeping and gnashing of teeth that Jesus talks about. Eternal death is the result of rejecting Jesus Christ and failing to believe that He is the Savior of the world. He's why we're celebrating Christmas. For the wages of sin is death. You got to hear me say this. Death is not the minimum wage, it is the only wage. That's it. And the only paycheck credited to our account. Thankfully, right? Thank you, Jesus. That's only half of the verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But, but, because Jesus was born, there is a but. I have mentioned this in the past, and I like to make dumb jokes, but I love the buts in the Bible. And I especially love the but God passages. If you do a quick study of Scripture, there are, Tons of them. I almost said millions, but some of you would go back and be like, "Where? I don't see millions. There are tons. Here are just a few. But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. Romans 5.8 My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Psalm 73 You intended harm to me, Joshua said, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. See, but God means that He lovingly and graciously intervenes in our lives. That's what He does. And you're sitting here because of a but God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of God's grace, sin did not cancel the first Christmas. Because of God's grace, sin, COVID-19, depression, anxiety, whatever else we're facing, sin will not be canceled. Or Christmas, rather. Hopefully sin will be canceled. Christmas will not be canceled this year. The Christmas story is the ultimate rescue story in the birth of Jesus Christ God was saying to humanity you deserve your wage you deserve death you deserve this but I want you to experience the fullness of life in Jesus Christ I'm giving you this gift now look for a moment at the words the gift of God the gift of God the word gift in our translations, doesn't reveal the totality of what the Apostle Paul is communicating here. In Greek, the word gift is charisma and would be literally translated in the passage as the grace gift of God. Not just a gift of God or the gift of God, the grace gift of God. So rather than receiving the wages of sin and death, we can freely receive life through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now here's Christmas, right? Here it is. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it because sin is in our bloodstream. We don't deserve it, right? Now, this isn't the point in the sermon, but we don't deserve it because of our own sins. 
We don't deserve it. But God gave us this beautiful grace gift. So the, the tinsel. Any of you still use tinsel? Whatever. But the lights, the trees, the stockings, all that. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I love all of this. I wish we could keep it up year round. But it's so much more than this. It's God giving us this beautiful gift in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? See, but the Father loved the world, right? And because of that love, he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We love that verse. I preached on that verse at Christmas because it so fits this beautiful narrative. We're in sin. God saw our sin, didn't want to leave us there, and sent us his loving and gracious and compassionate Son. Now, Jesus came, right, not only to live but to die. I mean, someone had to. Someone had to die. I mean, look at the passage again. The wages of sin is death. So sin, these, these wages are earned. They deserve death, but, but, but we didn't die. Or, or we don't have to die. But somebody had to. For our sake, God made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5.21. So Jesus became sin on the cross. You know that? That's just a... He became sin. Think about that for a moment. That's grace. Jesus living this perfect life you can never live. Dying on the cross for all of you. Someone had to die. And he's saying, I don't want you to die. I'm going to take it for you. I'm going to take Adam and Eve's sin for you. And I'm going to take your own sins for you. That's grace, man. That's a whole lot of grace. And I don't care what you're going to get this Christmas. Xbox 360, 1, 2, PlayStation 4, 5, whatever we're up to now. I don't care what you get this Christmas. There is no greater gift than Jesus. Now that verse, right, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, does not say that Jesus became a sinner. doesn't say he became a sinner. Jesus became sin. He became the representative sin bearer and wage bearer. On the cross, God made Jesus to be sin for the benefit of all those that would believe in him and will give them the gift of eternal life. So through Jesus Christ, the sinless Savior, God freely offers undeserved favor. That's grace. That's what grace means, actually. Undeserved favor. That's what Paul wrote, didn't he? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So how can sinners like you and me receive life? Why should we get the gift of life and not the wage of sin? I don't have a ton of time to get into this, but look at that last part of the verse. We receive grace. We don't get death because in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you surrender your life to Jesus, when you give yourself to Jesus, in Him we are forgiven of our sins. In Him we are made righteous. That goes back to 2 Corinthians 5.21. In Him we are totally and completely 
love. See, Christmas isn't canceled because sin is no match for God's grace. I don't care how many sins are in your life. I don't care of the sin that is in all of our bloodstreams. Christmas isn't canceled because God's grace trumps it all. Thank you, Jesus. See, and that's the gospel right there. That you need to preach to yourself today, tomorrow, and Christmas Day. I am a sinner. Sin is in my bloodstream. Without Jesus, I'm going to sin. But thank you. Thank you, God, that you sent the one and only Savior, your Son, to live for me, to die for me, and to be risen from the dead for me so that I can have life. That's what it's all about. The sin in this world, right, it's, it's devastating. I mean, it's deadly, isn't it? I'm so tired of it. The sin in your heart and mind, it's devastating and deadly, isn't it? It gets, gets tiring, doesn't it? Gosh, but listen to this. But God, there is one. But God who is rich in mercy. You know what mercy is? It's different than grace. Grace is just favor. Mercy is you deserve a slap upside the head. But instead of the slap, I'm going to embrace you. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love. This is why you need to bring your Bible. You got to underline that like a thousand times. Because of his great love that he had for us made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses, even though we were dead in our sin. You are saved by grace. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses, you are saved by grace. The the sin in this world and the sin in your heart cannot and will not cancel Christmas sin has no power over the grace of God. Amen and amen. So God has given us a gift in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Have you received the gift? See, there are only two ways to pay for sin. There are only two ways to pay for it. Again, it's, it's, in, it's in our bloodstream. Either you pay for it yourself in death or you receive the gift of Jesus Christ and he will pay for it. He has paid for it for you already. Now that gift, the gift of Jesus, like any other gift, has to be received. I I think I know all of you in here. At least a little. And I don't think any one of you is crazy enough or dumb enough to refuse a gift. Right? I mean, I've said before, that's my theory of economics, right? If somebody says, I want to give you something, you go, I'll take it. Because you can either keep it for yourself, re-gift it, or sell it on eBay. Right? So it's win, win, win. But here is Jesus saying, 
I don't want you to die. I, I want to give you life. I'm giving you myself. I, I hope none of us in here are crazy enough to go, eh, I'm good. He's given you everything that you need, not only in this life, but in the life to come. So have you received the gift of eternal life? So this morning, if you have, or if you never have, rather, I want to invite you to, when we pray in a minute, to surrender your life to Jesus, maybe for the first time. Maybe for the first time it has clicked and you've said, Jesus, I get it now. I get that I'm infected, I'm invaded with sin. And you're the only one that can heal me of this. You're the only one that can save me from, from death. And Jesus, I want you. I want you. Thank you for the gift of life. Now, if you have received the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus, here's a simple question for you. Are you enjoying the gift? Are you enjoying the gift? He's given you life. He's given you grace and love. He's given you mercy. 2020 has been a challenge. Sin stinks. But God, but God, God has not and God will not cancel Christmas because the beautiful gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Why don't you stand with me? And